This is Konzenshu, the podcast episode 499 for the week of March 19th, 2023. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cons and Shoe, the podcast. Uh huh. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Con Zen Shu. Mm-hmm. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I am here every week. I got someone that hasn't been on in I think three years, like close to the date, which is a little weird. Um oh, wow. if I've done this correctly, um, you know, we have the technology to do this now. I did a site calling Konzenshu.com. Kieran, what came up? <laughs> and I think it was three years ago when we talked about Jump Force. So it's been a hot minute. Kieran, who the hell are you? Hi, uh, I'm Kieran, your Moonstone on the internet. Uh, I've been doing a bunch of Dragon Ball video game stuff for uh, a while online. Uh, I play a lot of them, make goofy little silly jokes, and for some reason, people like watching it. Still went up to that thing, but now I'm making my own games and stuff too. So it's been fun. Been busy, but uh, I still got that love for all the Dragon Ball stuff. Excited to be back. Nice. Yeah. I want to hear about everything you got going on. We'll talk about that stuff at the end of the show. Uh, What we're going to do this episode, you are one of my favorite folks to talk about games with. And that's for a few, a few reasons. One of which. You're flattering me already. I don't know if I can take. You got to do that. You got to butter him up before you start talking shit to him as we go here. So (laughs) (laughs) you've played the vast majority of games and probably the ones I'm going to talk about here. So you know them well. The other is you're a, a longtime fan of the site. So you kind of know the Mikeisms here and there about what I'm into. <laughs> a little. What I might talk about, what I might not talk about. So very specifically, what we're doing this episode is we're going to go through, as of this moment, and again, this is like, per my whims, these can change at a moment's notice, my top 10 favorite Dragon Ball games. Now, mm-hmm. this came about because we're we're in an interesting point right now. Um, we're roughly at the end of a generation of games, and it's kind of weird to yeah. say that, considering that you know Xenoverse 2 has been receiving uh, support here for, let me see... Uh, it, division five years. Um, I, I think it's actually seventy three years that we've been receiving <laughs> DLC for this game. Um, I forgot to carry the one. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna make sure you do that. Don't forget. Uh, so these games have been going for a while. Uh, they're they're receiving long term support, and even though we're a, a bit into this generation of consoles, everything's still cross gen right now. Like the yeah. the amount of exclusives are usually the first party things or like other larger projects. They're not going to be the licensed games. You're really not can see this kind of stuff i very much doubt that and this is you know on the eve of a not the literal eve but the upcoming eve of a new sparking a new mm-hmm. as they say the booty kai tenkai cheese um, we we have a new era of gaming upon us perhaps yeah so i thought it'd be fun to look back at Everywhere we've been up till now, because I really have played like the vast majority of games going all the way back to Mystery Shenlong on Famicom. I haven't played the Epoch Cassette Vision game. That's like the one dark mark on my gaming history for Dragon no, it's Ball. Okay. It's okay. We we share that curse. It's all right. <laughs> so I, I I wanted to talk about these games and like kind of have you riff on them along the way with me here, because I think there's a, a great selection of games and we're going to really see like what points in time, what trends there were over time. Um, and I think I have some surprise picks for the list too. 
I'm excited. I, I, like you said, I've played most of these. There, there might be, it's like, there might be some that I haven't played. Obviously we'll get to those, but, uh, it's, it's fun tracking like the progress of the Dragon Ball games going from, you know, mystery of Shenlong all the way to Kakarot. It's just wild seeing it. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, it's in, like I feel like Budokai Tenkaichi Four was trending for a second on Twitter too. Yeah, so yeah. like that, uh, seeing seeing the fire under people for seeing these old properties get revisited and stuff too. It's a uh, oh, there's there's a so there's so much going on. Let's get into it. All right, here we go. So backwards from ten to one, we're gonna have some honorable mentions and some other things to talk about towards the the end of the list here. Let me get you going here with my number ten. This might be a somewhat expected choice, maybe a little surprising for the top 10, perhaps not. Um, Dragon Ball Kai Saiyajin Raishu, or as you may perhaps know it, Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Science. This was a Nintendo mm-hmm. DS game from 2009. Um, really the only traditional Japanese RPG that we've had for the series in an extremely long time. Really since yeah. perhaps the Super Famicom days, we haven't gotten something that is just a turn-based RPG with experience points and MP yeah, yeah. and that kind of stuff. I just thought it was refreshing in kind of how old school it was. It wasn't a challenging game, but it was just a fun experience. Yeah, I think top to bottom, like like you said, it's um I feel like Legendary Super Warriors is probably the closest thing, but even then like a lot of those had like the card type thing where yeah. uh, Attack of the Saiyans is very much a JRPG ass JRPG <laughs> with uh just the very straightforward elements to it all, but it's it's all just done very well. Like I think every element that they have in that game is uh it's just mechanically top to bottom a very well crafted uh experience. There's not like I don't think there's a ton of grinding necessarily no. there's like you know the, there's the goofball fights against like broly and stuff at the end but yeah, like yeah. that there's the you know that it's uh all that's optional you can grind for that if you want to i think just the straightforward playing it casually is a very very good time that that game is like immaculately paced for how it is it's like i feel like for a long time it was pretty popular in the community to just call that one like the best like video game you know big air quotes yeah, like yeah. if you're just talking like objective video <laughs> game uh, that one was like it was just really good all around. And yeah, it had the license and it was stuck to just the Saiyan saga, but it was just really good at what it did. It wasn't anything fancy or anything, but it's just a really solid game. What was so kind of like magical about that era, the DS era coming off of the, well, during the PS2 generation and into the DS era, I really feel like you had, no matter what kind of game you wanted, it was available to you. Oh, yeah. If you wanted the traditional fighter, you had it. If you wanted the arena fighter, you had it. If you wanted to have the party fighter, you had that too. Mm-hmm. And then over on the handhelds, if you wanted the 2D fighters, you had that. You actually had some like 2.5D fighters. If you didn't mm-hmm. want a fighting game, you had Harakanaru Goku Densetsu. Densetsu. The game that everyone forgets, huh. uh, myself included. Um, but the, the experience on DS, like you had everything. You had the fighters, you had the RPGs, yeah. you had the card-based stuff. It it really felt like balls to the wall magical time it was i i think that's um that is probably one of the you know that a lot of people talk about the the big video game resurgence of dragon ball back then there you go that time period really did i think exemplify uh we're kind of seeing everything nowadays it's like you get like you kind of still have that same idea of variety now of like 
Breakers is going to be on life support for a sec. We <laughs> sure. hope, right? Let's find out. Uh, uh, Xenoverse is there for if you want a fighter. Uh, Dokkan's there for tapping bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got Heroes with the arcade scene. Like, there's a bunch of like lifestyle pillar games that they try to do. Um, and back then, I think we first see kind of like the seeds of that really forming, and it resonated so strong with everybody that yeah, like we haven't made anything animated Dragon Ball in a while, but every genre you can put the property on people are eating it up like they want what, whatever they can get it they're gonna take it and uh attack of the saiyans is a damn good one like for sure uh for some of these games they actually come at like a key part of consensus history or i was actually writing like full-on written reviews of these games so i have a yeah. review of attack of the Saiyans on the on the uh site. Ooh, do you got any fun uh, little quotes oh god i haven't looked at it do you want me to go look at it i gotta do yes, this all no, right okay I thought, I thought you were prepared i thought this was the number one dragon ball fan site what the heck attack of the Saiyans is a traditional japanese developed turn-based role-playing game that spans the 23rd tenkaichi budokai up through the battle with vegeta i really thought it went battle or further than that i remember the the broly battle in there um but yeah. i actually thought it went a little further than that all right so i do have to read this in a nutshell the game could be sarcastically but realistically be renamed um press a the video game you can make this argument for any standard <laughs> yeah. japanese created turn-based role-playing game but it feels more excessive here than ever before between waiting yeah. for all the characters to emote say their dialogue with excessive line breaks when it all could have just fit on one line and everything else tossed at you it becomes tiresome so it's wild that i'm saying this stuff about it toward the end of you know the the review but still loving it so much uh that's wild. <laughs> I think I think that's one of those things that like you kind of mentioned it in that it's like that's kind of could be said about any RPG, but like I think maybe they were a little too cautious with the DS like portability for stuff. They tried to make it very piecemeal with a lot of things, uh, but they like kind of they probably could have segmented things a little better. Yeah, there's a lot more. I mean, we can't do individual full on reviews for all these games. So I'd encourage you to read what I do have for some of these. I will read just one last section from my final thoughts of this review. Game has a lot of great things going for it. The sprite work is fantastic in battle. I did want to mention that and acceptable Very on the good. world map. The music ranges from simply existing to groove along worthy. I remember that about the game as well. And the yeah, extra yeah. story elements are generally irreverent enough to put a smile on your face. Yeah, I remember just some of the like wild characters. Of course, you get the bear with sword but some of the other stuff in there like the um the in between the raditz and the vegeta stuff just some of the fights that you had in that that time were just bonkers yeah very goofy stuff although i do feel like there was definitely a pokemon era of i remember being stuck in a cave and fighting a lot of like bat robots or something <laughs> I, <laughs> that is just sticking with me for some uh, for something so you know traditional rpg fair sure sure all right that was number 10 uh dragon ball kai as it was called in japan saiyajin raishu which also just means attack of the science it they translated it over as z over here um for the branding uh kai didn't yeah. get a whole lot of branding except for my number nine pick One of the only unlocalized games of the modern era. My number um, nine is Dragon Ball yes. Kai Ultimate Butoden, also mm -hmm. for the Nintendo DS. This was in a uh, this was a 2011 game, so we are like 3DS era here. Um, game Republic developed. Not surprising that this game 
didn't come out over here in America. It was like the literal end of the generation. The piracy carts were not just a problem. They were the way that people were playing DS games of this era. I was playing that. Everyone was playing it that way. Uh, Excuse me. I bought my copy because of course I did. Yeah. Of course. You you paid $80 for that DS game, right? I sure did. <laughs> I'm not lying either. <laughs> um, Ultimate Butoden was a polygonal 2D fighter. Um, but what really stood out to me about that game was how much care and love was put into it. This game just... Yeah oozed charm whether it was all Mm -hmm. just the attacks kayo was a playable fighter in this game i'm pretty sure for the first time which just fantastic inclusion there i'm pretty sure he was like right in the middle of the character select screen yeah they 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 knew he was the little goofball inclusion it's uh and that that like you said that game is just top to bottom full of charm too it's it's so good dressing everybody up as well you can put like little outfits on everyone Oh, it's great. I'm so glad you brought this one up because I was going to bring it up you wouldn't, but <laughs> I feel like you would. So yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Yeah, I actually had temporarily forgotten about all the dressing up and the outfits. This was, you know, the pre-DLC era. So if, yeah. they, if they were going to put extras in the game, they were going to do it just because they, they wanted to and, and loved it so much. So you could have, you know, Vegeta in his jacket or whatever and all the other mm. characters in their alternate outfits. It was like shockingly like robust for like... It, totally. I think it, it, it was like, I think it was helped because it was was like you mentioned it's like this is 2011 3ds has been out yeah uh this is like the the death knell for the ds but at this time you know developers figured out how to cram everything into it and really get like if you've looked at that game like if you pull that up uh let's say maybe on some sort of pc based uh device to play ds games wow can you uh, do that these days that's wild yeah yeah some kind of crazy stuff you might be able to do it on a steam deck too uh so what you can do is like <laughs> get it at like if you like interpolate just a little bit like you know obviously at full full scale into uh integers yeah. uh game looks incredible super does at yeah like it looks fantastic at any resolution you put it at and it's uh aged marvelously uh it still feels really good to play very meaty every hit feels very good uh i was literally just messing with it like a month ago so i'm I'm glad she (laughs) brought it up again yeah yeah it's it's a really good time like the cutscenes are really good they do like the Mega Man legends thing with like all the sprites like moving their mouths and stuff like that on uh the model like with the little pixelated textures and stuff it just has a great look to it that's aged very well i would love to see something done like that again on a portable system but you know who knows even though all right so i want to go back to one thing you're talking about yeah of course you can emulate these games funny thing is in 2011 i mean ds emulation was already robust enough at the time i didn't have a capture device so the screenshots i got for my review i actually did in an emulator i (laughs) got a save file and just you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) did it because what else am i gonna do at that time yeah what are you gonna do man um as opposed to 3ds where you had the um was it meverse on 3ds or was it whatever me and home integration like you could post five screenshots per day initially to in jpeg format (laughs) and then you would get them from your profile yeah you could yes you could grab that yeah oh god the things we put up then eventually you just custom firmware anyway so yeah yeah um I have to mention the what if stories in Ultimate Butoden because yes. they were some of the best. My, I I cannot like permanently etched in my brain is you're on Planet Namek. Kudidin looks up, who comes over the side? It's Yamcha, and he just slams his fist <laughs> into the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's all superhero land. It's so good. Uh, yeah, it, it was just charming to the max extremely charming that's that game top to bottom i think it's just like i would i would use that word to describe most of that game uh because it's like 
a thing that I think maybe like rub people the wrong way. It's like a it's one that I feel like a lot of the English speaking fan base just doesn't really talk about or really know exists. Yeah. And I don't think it's uh, particularly they're not chibi. They're like five heads tall ish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They're like mm-hmm. they're like uh, a little a little bit. Um, I feel like it was like very like looked kind of childish uh, and that could maybe like. I could see putting off some people that this would probably resonate with, like the little hype beast DBZ fans, where I feel like this was one of the better ones to really capture the energy of the series and stuff with how the camera, like when you knock people into the air and the camera like tilts like a 45 Mm -hmm. degree angle and stuff and you're dashing and you got the zoom lines everywhere. Like, I feel like it's the best one since Supersonic Warriors to capture the feeling of like on a 2D plane going around like at such like a high speed and stuff. It's a... It's a great game. If y'all haven't checked it out, uh, totally should. For sure. Um, I'm just going through my review here. I'll read a couple sentences, but I had forgotten that, of course, because there's so much love in the game. If you use the Super Butoden unlock code, of course you unlock uh, Broly. Yes. Because, that's right. I because totally of forgot. Course. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. All right. So I'm going to read the, the opening and the ending of my final thoughts, my review from this game back in 2011. Uh, I open final thoughts. It almost feels cruel to deliver this message to the average fan. Ultimate Butoden is the best game for this franchise in years and is the best mm-hmm. game for this franchise that you have not played. Yep. Extre- uh, extremely true. I end it with Ultimate Butoden is not just a good Dragon Ball video game. It is a good video game in general. It is a crime that has not been localized outside of Japan and it is a crime you're not playing it right now. Yeah. I think that still resonates uh, 12 years later. Well, that takes us to my number eight, and we are going to jump back in time. So <laughs> no longer on the DS. Um, we're actually still on a Nintendo console. My number eight choice is... Dragon Ball Z Hyper Dimension for the Super Famicom. Mm, good pick so hyper dimension to me so when i got into dragon ball which was september 1996 uh hyper dimension was everywhere in the coverage um yeah i i was already an avid reader of game magazines at the time i had been into egm and game pro and game players like everything that was available i was buying i was subscribed to uh game fan in particular with their import coverage so i saw this the like a weird way to describe it. Like I was aware of Dragon Ball through game magazines, but I didn't care about it until I actually did see it there in 1996. So then I was like retroactively going back and looking at my magazines being like, Oh, this is the thing I'm into now. There have been like tons of games for a while. So yeah, hyperdimension coming out in 96 was a big deal. Um, also the, the new consoles of the era were on the market already mm-hmm. at that point. We had PlayStation, we had Saturn for a couple of years already. 94, launches over there in Japan. So to have kind of like this swan song for the Super Famicom, the Super Nintendo in the form of Hyperdimension, and it kind of like encompassing that boo arc with this like gritty kind of design aesthetic um, because it was using an extra chip. I believe it's the SA1 chip there on the Super Famicom. So this is like allowing it to do, I think, things with like compressing the graphics and allowing it to have, I don't know the specifics of it. So it it didn't have a massive roster, but they looked amazing. Like these sprites were the ones that you saw everywhere online at the time. I just think of like the way that Vegito is slightly like hunched over a little bit. Yes, that little hunched over pose with every four signature forever uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah hyper dimension is a fan like tent pole of of that era like i feel like if it wasn't a uh you know procured copy of final bout mm-hmm. it was hyper dimension that the fandom was like entrenched in at that time 
and that I think that game's legacy is well deserved. Like it's it's a little slow to go back it to is. nowadays. It's a little floaty. It's a little strange. Like Ultimate Patoden plays so much better than this game does. Oh, yeah. But I think this one has a pedigree and a style that is so uh, resonant of its time, and mm-hmm. like still even now, like the sprite work is is like you said, it's incredible. Super it impressive. looks so good. Yeah, yeah. and like very defined strange poses like that that vegeto pose is burning in my brain kid boo is burning in my uh-huh. brain go gohan is burning in my brain go like i can think of all of them and i think of them like in that style too uh yeah hyper dimension is like if y'all haven't played that get on it that's a game to play and, and it's yeah. weird you kind of touch on this mechanic wise as well like your your energy is your life and yeah, charging yeah. that up at the same time was very strange but also unique at the same time this is an era where they are doing different things with game mechanics um, we'll talk mm-hmm. about some of those those games coming up at least one more of those games from this era coming up on my list um but it really just to me it, it truly encompasses the i'm just getting into this franchise so it's like a little bit mm-hmm. of a nostalgia pick for me but also yeah. like it, it truly does live up to its legacy i think it does it, it's a it's a very experimental one and i think Definitely. that's it's so it's worth checking out at least in that sense and i think like even the uh you know if you can find the uh crusty translation of it too it's a oh my god remember a, that yes that that crusty <laughs> translation is like uh it, it is a nostalgic experience for me but uh it's it's a good one i think it's a very uh it's a great time capsule i have to imagine that someone's done a better one by this point but that's the kind of thing like you have to play if you're gonna play final fantasy 5 you have to play that original fan mm-hmm. translation if you're gonna play hyper dimension you have to play this half-baked fan translation yeah. like that is the you know epitome of dragon ball yeah. gaming right there encapsulated um th- there's probably a lot more we could say about its its fighting engine and people have really dug in and discovered some cool things to do with its mechanics over time but i think it's just a great i'm going to say this word a lot because this is how i reflect on my youth it's just a great encapsulation of that era and the technology and the send-off of the time because dragon ball was coming to a close um obviously gt was coming on the air in 96 and and going into 97 and that would give us like a last gasp (laughs) over that next year (laughs) yeah but this this felt like the swan song for everything because the the playstation the saturn games were all experimental in their own ways but this was the like this is the pinpoint that you would put on on that era of dragon ball easily i think it's the best the best of that era and it's a uh, it's legacy is you ask any dragon ball fan who's been around since then they all have fond memories of playing probably <laughs> that little goofy fan translation well let's jump ahead to the modern era and by modern era i mean actually only a few years later hyper dimension was 1996 that was my number eight game my number seven game Dragon Ball Z 3, you may perhaps know it as Budokai 3, released in 2004, um, Japan, just a couple months later there in 95, or not 95, 2005, uh, because we had that weird thing going on where these games were developed with the Japanese market in mind and no foreign market at all, and then after Budokai 1 was in development, they were like, hey, can we get those over here? And somehow we got them first. It was a bonkers era for Dragon Ball video games. 
Um, but I, there was absolutely no doubt in my mind that I would include one of these on this list. And I think um, Pudoka 3 is a, a great choice. A lot of people might yeah. go with the first game for the cutscenes and the story mode. You know, that that's fine. Um, try try playing that game that's something else as opposed to actually watching the (laughs) cut scenes um i have a lot of um nostalgia for budokai 2 um the the what if fusions in that game i like the board Mm -hmm. game a lot more than everyone else but by the time we got to the third game we had baseline key meter we had of course dragon rush which is probably controversial in a lot of folks's minds but just the the speed increase of that game the overall mechanics the look the character base and the the story mode where where it was kind of like this faux open world visual novel story mode at the same time yeah Uh, i i I think they they nailed everything and this was going to be their modus operandi for a while which is we're going to make one game we're going to do an enhanced sequel and we're going to nail it on the third game and that is absolutely what they did here we have of course since learned by since i mean at the time i dug into the files and found all the stuff that they never finished mm-hmm. like the dragon world story modes for every character that they were clearly trying to do and never got around to pre-dlc yeah. era so we never got any of that um but this is the kind of game so i was already a working adult at this time when this game came out but i know for a lot of people this was like their childhood their college years like this game came at a perfect time in in japan it was a nostalgia purchase for the older audience in america it served that purpose a little bit like on my end and slightly older of the spectrum but i'm sure for you like you're gonna you're gonna hurt me how old were you in 2004 (laughs) i was uh 13 oh boy So, I mean, so this this was a banger for a 13-year-old Karen. Yeah, this was, uh, honestly, I'm, the rest of your six better be pretty damn good is all I'm going to say. This is a, this is a, um... A really resonant one. You 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 got the nail on the head. This was the this was the like drop kick to everything that encapsulated Dragon Ball fandom. Cause like a lot of my friends kind of moved on. I still stuck with it. But Budokai One comes out. Everybody who was you know kind of moved on from Dragon Ball. We got back together. Oh yeah, let's let's go through. The, oh the cutscenes are so cool. Oh my god, Dragon Ball is great. Yeah yeah yeah. Get together for a couple nights. Play that. Budokai Two comes out. Eh, a little less so. Like you don't you don't get the whole uh, group of friends together for the goofy board game and stuff. Yeah. Budokai three comes out. Oh my god, we can fly around. Oh, like we get to play all this stuff. It goes to GT. Mm-hmm. You know, Super Saiyan four is still this magical thing to us. Sure. So it's yeah. like it's like you know we have this uh. There's a lot of this mysticism to seeing that and Omega Shenron and every other thing. Seeing Broly and, you know, everybody show up. It was a it was a big deal for the uh, my middle school era Dragon Ball fandom. And uh, it pulled a lot of people together. Those beam clashes, the dragon rushes, the supers. I still have ah, the spirit bombs fading. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Wait, does the dragon fist again? <laughs> like, I know. Of course, I was playing on the dub. I, I had to. Um, well, that, but, that's uh, an important thing to talk about is this was the era where that started to change not with the initial release but this game did so well that they re-released it as a greatest hits version and that was Mm -hmm. when we started getting dual audio in our games and that was extremely important but before that came out this was the point that i got myself a japanese ps2 Mm, i was so into these games and so this game had come out and i loved it so much i wanted to play it in japanese so i got 
I, I actually bought my Japanese PS2. I was um, running the AMV contest for um, Anime Next, a convention here in New Jersey. And um, the I think it was the con chair at the time was looking to offload his Japanese PS2, so I bought it off of him. I got a bunch Ooh, of like that's a good hookup. I, I got like Fantavision and Street Fighter EX3 and like the, the other launch titles, and those were whatever. But then I'm like, all right, now I'm going to start importing the Dragon Ball video games. And so it's kind of a weird error because remember, these were all annual at this point. So even though yeah. the Budokai series, the DBC series ended, we already knew about what was going to be the Sparking series. And mm. I, I must have already known at this point that the music was going to be replaced in the Sparking series and that we knew it was going to be Kikuchi music in Japan and replacement <gasps> over here. That's right. So yeah. that, that was like this double whammy impetus of I need to get a Japanese PS2. Mm. But yeah. in the meantime, I got the Japanese version of DBZ3 and replayed the entire game. It's one of the only times for a Dragon Ball game that I have like re really, really replayed the entire experience of it again, and this time in a different language. So I have like double fond memories of this game in both languages. There's a, uh, I, I remember, uh, we were spinning the sticks. We were mashing those buttons. We had such a fun time with that game. It was like the perfect, let's get together for the weekend. We're going to do a sleepover. Let's see if we can beat this story. <gasps> TN has this extra thing fighting cooler. What? <laughs> like just doing all this like, uh, like fun, like for all the charm that like Ultimate Batodan, I think really captures in it. I think Budokai 3 lays the foundation for what we would see going forward mm. with uh, mm -hmm. a lot of those titles really digging into like, okay, we've done Raditz Taboo. Let's right, try Goofy right. What Ifs. Let's try Goofy What If stuff. Like, you know, Budokai 1 and 2, we had Raditz Taboo. So Budokai 3, okay, we got movies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and GT. And some GT. And then... Yep. Uh, but uh, let, let's let okay, let's mix them up now. Now, now let's make them like do a bunch of little weird goofball stuff. Budokai two had the what if fusions, which is great. But I think we start seeing uh, Budokai one had the fun like cell absorbing Krilla and all that other stuff too. Uh, I think Budokai three with its Dragon World story mode, they tried to like they they're forcing stories that didn't exist with every character like every character that had it. So they try to like really flesh it out and give them fun, meaningful interactions and. I think most of them were all voice uh, voice acted and stuff yeah, too. Yeah. So it really felt like it was a like a perfect fan servicey explosion. It, it really felt like the big, you know, it's the big uh, climax of what Budokai was uh, leading up to. And I feel like they nailed the presentation, the audio in that, like the sound design of that game. How do we not talk about Kenji Yamamoto for oh, this man. era? <laughs> <sighs> right, like. Challengers, man, Stradivarius, burn into my brain. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> I love, I love so much of it. Why do you have to get caught? No, <laughs> but, and you uh, know, people blame me for that. I didn't do it. Like it's not my fault. That that's so funny. That's so funny. No, yeah, he he bit a little too much. <laughs> uh, stole from the wrong, uh, wrong cabbage patch, I guess. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I I feel like just so much of that game was just polished and polished and polished after the iterations and stuff. Yeah, like you, yeah. you mentioned like Budokai 1 had the cutscenes. Yeah, it had the cutscenes, but you look on the HD version, I, they don't look they don't look that good. Oh, buddy. No. <laughs> they really don't look that good. The cell shading, however, on Budokai 3, upscale that looks fantastic. I mean, even on the 4x3, it looks super duper good. The beam effects are yeah. great. Like the little effects in the time chamber, no, it's not all white. It's this weird little ethereal blue uh purplish starry glow and stuff there's just a lot of a uh, a lot of care and attention to detail in so much of that game that i feel like uh 
makes it the thing that people so fondly remember. It's not like, like it's kind of like for what hyperdimension is for you. Budokai three is for everybody my age. Yeah. Like everybody remembers all like getting together, getting everybody in, doing the tournament mode. Okay, pass the controller. Oh, I'll beat you. All right. Oh, it knocked me out. Like it was. It was the uh, the the fixture of so many great nights. Budokai three is even as a licensed game i think is a pretty solid 2d fighter it's very weird input system yeah i don't think it's necessarily very balanced you could do a lot of jank infinites in that game but uh i don't think people are going to figure that out if you just hit buttons <laughs> with it you're gonna have a fun time punch 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 energy that's all punch, you gotta punch do energy yep kick forward kick punch delay punch <laughs> kick energy <laughs> Nailed it. This is a game that, again, depending on my whims and had you asked me, you know, two, three, four years ago, almost certainly was in and would still be in my top five. There have been games since then. Yeah. That have, (laughs) you know, taken a little bit of that spot for me. So we're going to jump actually just a a couple of years ahead again. We are staying on the PlayStation 2. I think I know what it is, and I agree already. For my number six selection, and this is a game that absolutely would have been in my top five were it not for recent releases, and actually kind of a surprise to myself. Uh, This is a game that began in arcades in 2005 (laughs) and hit the PlayStation 2 in 2006. I could not be talking about anything other than Super Dragon Ball Z by Crafts and Meister oh. and Arika. Oh, so good. So good. Arika, we don't deserve you. It's too good. <laughs> Super DBZ is so good. I'll let you explain. Super DBZ was the game that like my generation of folks who grew up in arcades, like I played Street Fighter 2 in arcades into the Alpha series and into 3, playing Virtua Fighter, playing Tekken in arcades. You know, this was the, I would love to play, yeah, you know, Hyperdimension's fine. I would like to play a real fighting game that is a Dragon Ball fighting game. A fighting game first and a Dragon Ball game second. That would be amazing to me. And there was always the rumor, oh, Capcom's going to make a DBZ game. The versus games are already getting big at that time, like just the Mm -hmm. pixel art of the era. And actually in Japan, there are a couple 2D sprite-based fighting games for Dragon Ball Z that never got uh, transported to any other home consoles. There's Dragon Ball Z, then Dragon Ball Z 2 Super Battle. So they were experimenting with arcade-specific Dragon Ball games. And then along comes Super DBZ from X Street Fighter developers. We mm-hmm. got Funimizu in the mix here. Like to play reading about this game was just like just me running around the house, like, oh my god, oh my god, they're finally they're, they're doing a Dragon Ball they're doing the Street Fighter Dragon Ball game. They're finally they're making a Dragon it. Ball game. And it's coming out here. That was the like craziest part that this even got a Western release. Yeah. It, it, especially when you think of the era. We had the Budokai series, we had the Sparking series, yeah. we had Super DBZ. All all the meanwhile, all the DS stuff was coming out. We had like a Battle Stadium DON. Like we had everything. And that's why I, I think this era was so important, especially as a fighting mm. game fan. No matter what kind of game you were into, you had that specific genre, subgenre, hyper specific subgenre of fighting game. And so Super DBZ was not a 2D game. It was fully 3D, polygonal, you know, sidestepping, flying, 
all that mm-hmm. jazz, but it wasn't an arena fighter. It was still a like locked no. onto each other back and forth fighting game. Yeah, more like Tekken than like you know any of the Ninja Storm stuff we'd see in the future. Absolutely. So you had like your side steps and you're getting around folks, but you had your fireball motions. You know, yep. like that to me was. Uh, and we had that certainly in like the Super Butoden series where you had traditional motions, but coming from a Street Fighter developer here, it just felt so much more real and natural, realistic. It's also just more responsive. This is just a super game. responsive. It's such a good game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was manga focused. That was the aesthetic that yeah, they went that's, for. Like, that's it, my favorite part of it, honestly. Its menu system on PS2 is all based around like iconic manga panels, the coloring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the manga styling and like when you when you punch people, you get the, like little the little effects, uh-huh. and then yep, yep. they had to translate all those for the Western release and stuff too. <laughs> like there was so much effort they had to do to bring this out over here. I was like, I'm surprised they did, but it it looks so good. No game has come out since then that looks like Super DBZ, and it uh, I feel like the color palette of that game, yeah, the uh, stylistic choices of you know a lot of the manga stylings but even then like the type of cell shading that they did it's it's not like it doesn't uh stand out the characters uh fit with the background very well um not to the point where you kind of get lost with everything but uh it has this very like uh like sketchy look on the outlines like when you do when you do like a a lot of the motions and they move really quickly you'll get these like jagged black lines coming out of their like the outlines and stuff it's just like very dynamic and it looks like a bunch of manga stuff flying around when you break the rocks you get the, like the little nice colorful smoke and the little rocks coming out of everything you break the buildings you get the same type of effects visually it's just such an astonishing looking game along with the level transitions and stuff too very flashy very fun to look at i, I was just remembering not just the menu system but like the loading screens were tankobon screens with the characters yeah, on them yeah oh god so good this is the kind of game where i just want to sit back and say it's so good i, I can't tell I you why it's, so good. it's just good why aren't you playing it and it's so good I, I was like an evangelical Mike of the era for this game. I know everyone I was remember. into their Budokai series <laughs> and their Sparking series. I'm like, Super DBZ is here and it is saving yeah. us. Let's get down on our knees and pray to our gods at Crafts and Meister and Erika. Thank you so much for everything you have given us. And yeah. it, it still has a scene, especially in Japan to this day. I was just going to bring that up. I have you seen? That. Like, yeah, like I see uh, on Twitter, If I, I'm, I'm still in like a lot of FGC circles. I see a bunch of people like showing all these crazy, uh, you know, Japanese these tournament clips of like arcades that still run uh-huh. super dbz on the cabinet and have like a, a a flourishing scene it looks like of people still getting together and playing it and it's a it's amazing seeing high level play of that game i i can't fathom it but it looks no really i can't cool. either i have no idea what they're doing <laughs> and it, it's been a long time since i've played the game i feel like i really gotta pop that disc back in is just an absolute joy and yeah. for the longest time, that was like, okay, here's our real fighting game. We can do this too as Dragon Ball fans. We can stand with the big boys. We can stand yep. with Street Fighter. We can stand with Virtua Fighter and Tekken. Uh, we have yeah. one too. And the roster, we got Chi-Chi. We yeah, get, yeah. We get uh, Gohan with the sword. Uh-huh. We have this weird Mecha Frieza. It was so fun seeing all the different variety in that game and how much love every character. Because, you know, coming off of Budokai and all these other games, everybody kind of feels the same. 
everybody feels so different. 18 feels very that, different than that Vegeta plays or That was the thing anything. that I, I was so into at the time. Because again, yeah. I was someone who like was raised on Street Fighter. Was I need my distinct characters. Like Blanca doesn't play like Chun-Li, doesn't play like mm-hmm. Ryu. Chi-Chi doesn't play like Piccolo, doesn't play like 17. Like These are yeah. so important um, to like a... The, the word real, it's tough. You don't want like a real fighting game. But that's what I was looking for. But it's for. what it is. <laughs> and, and I think we, we deserved it at the time. And I, and I know we hung it over the heads of people at the time, and I still do, but it's the game we deserved. <laughs> it is. It's it's a very unique, strange game. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, that is that is one that I think they haven't done. I'm struggling to think of a game, like not even Dragon Ball, that has the floatiness that that game has, but like in a good way where you're like doing jump kick resets and stuff in the air. Like the juggling system in that game is just really fascinating it's just a really good game like you said it's a good fighting game first and a dragon ball game second and yeah absolutely deserves this spot check it out in a game that absolutely would be in my top five were it not for some of these others so let's go let's see to the top five a surprising choice to me for my number five but again think about who i am and how old i am my number five sure for the playstation and the sega saturn Dainaru Dragonboru Densetsu, the great yes! Dragon Ball yes! legend, or as we always called it, Legends. Now we have a real game called Legends, but I will still call this game Legends. No, it's that game's Legends. <laughs> that game's always Legends to me. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So again, for me, discovering the series in 1996, this game was already on the market. Um, we yeah. were already modding our PlayStations, putting our Game Sharks in there, and playing. Mm-hmm quote-unquote import games and eventually bought them all but you know our yeah. import uh, games of the mm-hmm. time um so this was like as i was discovering the show the games were this like alternate discovery method for me especially at a yeah. time when i was only just learning about fan subs just starting to get my first fan subs in the games were my experience to like the whole japanese side of things so the entire voice yeah. cast the musical score while obviously not kikuchi music Yamamoto was like the secondary official, like tried and true soundtrack to this franchise. Like he was half a step below Kikuchi in terms of like identity of Dragon Ball when you thought about Dragon Ball of that era. Absolutely. And this was a a very experimental soundtrack for Yamamoto. Uh, It's weird that I'm talking about the soundtrack for this game first. But um, you know, him coming off of the Butoden series and, and Hyperdimension into this and going that very like electric techno isn't even the right word to describe it, but it's just uh, experimental music. It was super, super cool. But it also had that kind of like like the, the loading <laughs> yeah. music with the narration. There, uh-huh. there was like downplay kind of stuff, too. But yeah. what, what made this game so spectacular was, and we mentioned this earlier with things like Hyperdimension, was the mechanics of this game, where it was a tug of war. There wasn't yeah. hit points. There wasn't a life bar. There was a single bar in the middle of the screen. And as you did more damage, it went more or less towards your side. And then when you got all the way to the end, that's Ooh. when you unleashed your super move. And 
that took like a life point away or however you know the the secondary life meter was yeah, yeah. on the game um but it was sprite based but it was fully 3d so you had all these sprites rotating all over the place left and right mm-hmm. flying up and down and this was one of those first games where i kind of got into that like the Tetris effect is a great way to describe it, where you just feel yes. what the timing of the teleport back, teleport down, teleport up, yeah. teleport back, teleport up, teleport back, teleport up. And just like mm-hmm. continuing that chain combo up and up and up to unleash the super move. It, it truly was like a new discovery and a, and a whole appreciation of the entire storyline of the series. And it did things like its story mode was the story mode of the series. It rewarded you for doing things the right way from the series. You could swap in and out while characters were playing. The computer would take over for you. The characters would narrate over top what was happening. Yeah. It, it was so ahead of its time there in 96. Multiple characters on the screen, too. For sure. So like you had, yeah, like that That alone was already like a, a big thing, like to see that. I, I also, luckily, my, my friends actually did have an import copy of this when I was, when I was very young. So I did get to also experience this fresh in that same light this the scale of this game is Mm -hmm. what blew me away and i i mean that in the sense of how it felt to rush at somebody when you're like when you're like charging towards someone yeah and the camera does this spinning effect yes. as you see like you know even in the first fight against Nappa you see Krillin and Gohan are punching Nappa off in the corner and then I'm rushing in as Piccolo the camera starts rotating around and then I'm closing in like a fucking bullet get in there knock him up to the sky teleport up there we're in the clouds like Batodin yeah, yeah. had this and stuff but not to the sense of like what this is the like expressiveness and tactile game feel of like shooting up there and teleporting around like this before sparking this was the anime simulator right that was where we first started using that term the dbz simulator for sure and i think it's how we all described the sparking game as as that was coming out like oh we're getting a 3d legends like that was the conversation (laughs) of the era uh we were a little let down with that first sparking game yeah, for sure. It's, def- it's definitely not that, uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, so again, it's a little bit of a nostalgia pick for me because this was like such a formative time of my Dragon Ball fandom and discovery. But I think it, it did so many unique and do things that really haven't been recaptured ever since. In some ways, things no. like fighters have recaptured some things. Sparking has recaptured some things, but the, like the tug of war alone gave it such a unique flair. Totally. And again, it being contemporary with things like hyperdimension again, was kind of like the swan song send off for dragon ball of that era, the end of serialization, the end of the original TV series. We're going to go off into this world of GT and, and see where that takes us. You know, this is like a pin in the the final Z contemporary yeah. era. You go through and play. You know, this is our Raditz taboo thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, the I feel like the presentation of this game, the sprite work is incredible. The yeah. controls are they're very simple. Like you're just using circle for like I think every single attack. Yeah, and it's it's up. It's like ten controls for fighting game where up is forward and yeah, down up is, is backward. Down is back. Yeah, and then um. You can, there's a, there's a bunch of teleports and dodges and things and like swapping between characters as the main gameplay interaction, I thought was the coolest thing of like, you fly in as one character, start something. Oh, I'm getting beat up. Mm-hmm. Hot swap to Krillin who's yep, behind yep. him. Let me, let me get in there as like doing th- like this type of thing. Uh, it really 
it is like like you said some i'm st- trying to think of anything like i know we're just saying this about super dbz but again here i'm trying to think of another game that does something like this that even isn't dragon ball and i can't think of anything like there's a little like there's some like toho fighting games that kind of have this little <laughs> 2d 3d thing going on but even then none of them have this like weird little tug of war thing and you know you get the reward of the you know the reward back then of the the big cutscene. they do that's kind of a really long time i think they're maybe they a little long <laughs> nowadays but uh back then it was like <gasps> he's charging up the spirit bomb oh my god <gasps> it's so big it's so big it's getting bigger you know like how just like this was the you know one of the first times seeing dragon ball in 3d like this yeah, yeah. uh they really hammed up the like beam effects the energy feel and just the sensation of flying around in 3d space in a way that i i think some of the even 3d games struggle to capture honestly i feel like the speed of this game is just amazing something that's a little bit lost to time is this game is a sort of sequel sort of spiritual sequel to idainaru son goku densetsu on the pc pc engine which we know is turbo graphic 16 mm-hmm. um a much more story focused game but it did have the like in and out kind of um pixel style of fighting nowhere yeah. near as refined as what this game turned into but i think it's always a, a good historical kind of note there of what yeah, this that game one, was that one does like the little plane jumping yep. thing right yeah yeah, yeah yeah that is my what number was that was that five that was five? number five. Yeah. That was number five. That Great takes pick. me to my number four, which was a total surprise to me. Um, Ooh, not a okay. surprise for my top 10, but an absolute surprise for my top five. My number five game from 2017 for the Nintendo 3DS. is Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission X. Wow, really? Number four for you? Okay, I'll let you explain. It's got all of the Dragon Ball Heroes arcade missions from everything prior to Super Dragon Ball Heroes. It has its own entire unique story mode. It's got, Karen, it's got a lot of cards. There are a lot of cards in this game. (laughs) It does have a lot of cards. I know. I'm sitting over here cross-armed like, okay, okay, all right. I'm listening. I'm listening. So, Heroes, I I think we all know what it is. It's a card-based arcade game in Japan. A lot of folks don't realize it was getting ports to the Nintendo DS, uh, 3DS, sorry. They were were getting ports the whole time. We had Ultimate Mission, Ultimate Mission 2, and then Ultimate Mission X. Um, Ultimate Mission X does a lot of great things. Uh, Notably is the performance improvement from the prior two games where it would be generous to say that Ultimate Mission 1 and 2 ran on the 3DS. They were so crushed. (laughs) Ultimate Mission X actually runs at a real frame rate doesn't run at 60 but it runs at a frame rate as in more than one at a time <laughs> so you know kudos to the to the team uh the port house on that i'm not the biggest fan of heroes and it's especially hard i am not fluent by any stretch of the imagination in japanese so when you're reading the backs of cards and trying to figure out your your team and like that's not the easiest but there are so many cards that it was fun enough to just like i'm just gonna throw this person in and see what happens holy shit Cronoa comes in and stops time with trunks and then they go do this thing over here that's amazing i can i can combo that in over to this move oh and i paired these two together i get their double attack heroes Mm -hmm. is fun if you make a little bit of fun for yourself (laughs) at the same time (laughs) yeah 
if if you bring a little bit, I think heroes will give you the rest of the way. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where I would struggle to say it's like particularly like it's not very dynamic. It's not the most like deep thing. Like you kind of I feel like after an hour, or even two hours. Yeah, you've had you enough. kind of see you you know what heroes does, but you're right though. The the reason you keep playing is because oh, I can have Super Saiyan three Raditz with Super Saiyan Nappa. Yeah. <laughs> and then they can go up with what's that? Cell X? Okay, sure, whatever. Fine. Yeah, okay. Oh, and then Super 17 absorbing Android 16. That looks pretty silly. Let's throw them on here. Uh the variety and the little goofball what if stuff. Like Heroes is the, you know, talking about what if goofball stuff that they would go <laughs> into in the future. Heroes is that. Heroes is nothing but the what if stuff thrown against the wall. Baby Janemba. Let's do what do whatever, you know? Uh, it is fun just as a fan mixing and matching and seeing what, like you said, some characters do have special interactions and mm -hmm. it is like just kind of just a collection uh, feeling of just, okay, I'm going to go through and get the cards. I see why you would enjoy this. Uh, number four though. Yeah. Something else. So, and, and there's, there's a lot of reasons why it's actually up this high. Uh, one, I don't know that this is a reason why, but it's kind of like the legacy of the Budokai series, too. I mean, this is Dimps. This is their yeah, engine. True. Yeah, is their yeah. character models from the Budokai series kind of repurposed yeah. over here. So that allowed them to, like, really just get it going. Yeah, I can't express enough how much, like, hashtag content this game has. There is it's, it's true, yeah. just so much in this game from all the arcade missions again to its own original story mode as well there's just so much um and a lot of people wonder why would you choose ultimate mission x over super dragon ball heroes like world mission which is an updated mm. port world mission barely has anything from the arcade it's got like all of the base game and i think the first two arcade missions of universe mission like there's just not yeah, a lot yeah. there so in terms yeah. of content like this game has so much more i also prefer the five characters versus the seven characters seven in super dragon ball heroes is just too much for me I, there's a Absolutely. lot going on it's a lot to keep track of five just felt like a, a magical little batch setting your team there mm. i also prefer the card distribution in ultimate mission x you get a card after a match as opposed to the gotcha system in world mission where I'm throwing in and I got 20 new cards and 17 of them are duplicates. And <laughs> yep, okay. Like, yep, you, yeah, yeah. Like you, you get that in that hit of, Oh, I got all this new stuff. Let me check it out. But the getting a single new card allows you to go, okay, what is this card? What does this card do? How can I fit this into my deck? Does this work with anything else? Like really giving yeah. you the time to reflect and, and form a strategy around what you got. And maybe you got a shit card. That's fine too. You're going to do another match. You, you have one more card. Like another card is coming yeah. immediately after. Um, and I think I, can, I, I cannot stress enough how much stuff there is in Ultimate Mission X. It's just a huge game. It's such a shame that we didn't get a port of anything until World Mission on the Switch and PC. And I, I don't think that's a good representation of what Heroes truly is. They got some of the weird stuff. And yeah, you yeah. got the new Toyotaro Shirasu villain in there, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Ultimate Mission X is just a hell of a package for, for 40 bucks or you know probably 60 bucks at the exchange rate at the time. It, it's such... A compelling package. Uh, I I never fully like beat it. I know I dabbled with it like a little bit. Um, but I believe you that the content is just massive in that game. They did manage to like stick a lot into it because it wasn't just you. I heard other fans like talking about it in like a glowing praise way too. It, it was the best way to get a hero's experience, and 
I agree. The five so much more manageable than the seven. The seven feels like spaghetti noise to me. Yeah. So I can I can accept this. That brings us to the top three. Mike's top three Dragon Ball games of all time. We are jumping back in time from a relatively modern game in 2017 to a game from 1993. It can only be... Dragon Ball Z Super Butoden 2 for the Super Famicom. This is the quintessential Mm -hmm. Mike pick for the list. Um, Again, talking about discovering the series um, and then going back to my game magazines and seeing what was in there. Super Butoden 3 was actually the one that I saw the most. There was this amazing like six or eight page spread in an issue of EGM. If you haven't checked this out in the press archive, you have to see it. They like cut together image of the entire, um, I think the Budokai stage map, but they placed all the characters on it, like firing their attacks from different directions and so for me discovering oh, the I've series going back yeah. seeing this and be like holy shit there are these games that there are already all these games that i can yeah, just go yeah. play right now and so super butoden 2 was actually the the first non-playstation game that i acquired and this one i actually purchased for real by acquiring i mean Wow. It's a secondhand copy. But um and this Not was even then that was probably hard to come by. It was. I, I grabbed it at a convention. I you know, I paid way too much money for a loose cart at that time. Eventually oh, sure. you know, get a box copy. But this was the again <laughs> This is a nostalgia pick for me, but this is the, I'm discovering the series. I'm learning how to Mm -hmm. saw off the tabs inside my Super Nintendo so I can fit (laughs) my Super Famicom cards into this and play it on my system. But I also think Super Butonin 2 does a lot of really interesting stuff. It's such an incredible step up from the first game. Like this is, this is the Budokai 3 to Budokai 1, like they did in a single game step up here. It's actually responsive. It's still clunky. It's still floaty. It's still, you know, a not real fighting. It's a, it's a Tosei game from 93. Like let's not beat around (laughs) the bush here. Yeah. But it was much more responsive. It was much more flashy. Uh, it had a branching original story mode at the time. Mm-hmm. And of course, I could not read anything back then. I can barely read it now. I need my Furigana to be able to read some of this stuff. <laughs> but you had them going in and out of like the the actual storyline going mm-hmm. into movie nine stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Like that felt so unique to me as a Dragon Ball game player of, of the time because I didn't really have movie characters in the games that I was playing. It was all like the main series characters. So yeah. to see this kind of like exploring oh, there are these movie characters. There's movies for Dragon Ball. I got to go check out mm-hmm. all this other stuff. All right, I'm going to get my fan sub of Movie 9 and see who these characters are. Uh, yeah. it, it was just such a, a wholesome time for me. We got to talk about Kenji Yamamoto. The score for Super Butoden 2 it's amazing. is it's one so of the most good. iconic pieces of Dragon Ball collective whole yep. packages. Yes, Piccolo's theme is basically James Bond. But it's so good, though. <laughs> and yes, that's... The Pink Floyd song. However, <laughs> however, the the arrangements are unbelievable. And it, it was not to the send-off period. It was like the heyday of Dragon Ball Z mania in Japan. And they started to realize we gotta make good games. We can't just make <laughs> licensed games. <laughs> You're right though. Like the the jump from 
Batoden one to two is enormous. And I, you put two here instead of three. I'm, I'm just taking a, a shot in the dark that three isn't your number two or your number one <laughs> that that you decided to put two here uh, of of the lot. And I think I would agree. Two just has that special charm to it. I feel like it really nails what it's trying to do. Has the roster to back it up. I think yeah. it's the biggest complaint about three. Um, and just the feeling of like before Legends, this was your this this was the anime simulator of then. It sure was. The, yeah, yeah. Like you know, we had the beam struggles. We had knocking up into the yep, in, yep. into the sky. We had a bunch of you know the Dragon Ball isms that you come to associate with all the games nowadays. Started in Batoden too. Like they they really paved the way for what uh, would turn into a lot of the staples of the games going forward. And I can like final bout was my gateway drug to yeah, like, yeah. there's a super saiyan four, like and sure. all that shit. Uh, but yeah, I can only imagine Batoden two being the thing that like turned you on to the, like, Oh, there's movies and who are these other characters? And what is this amazing music I'm listening to? <laughs> like all, all these things back in that time, I didn't get to experience it back in the time. I went back to it like way later, but even then I could still appreciate what it is and what it does. Uh, so even from that lens, I know this is your nostalgia pick. I yeah. will say, totally agree with you. But Toten 2 definitely deserves to be somewhere up there. A couple of things about it in relation to 1 and 2. Um, I, again, I was in arcades playing fighting games of the era. So I was frontline disappointment when Mortal Kombat hit Super Nintendo. And ig ignore the blood stuff. Like, on Mortal Kombat 1 and Super Nintendo, when you press the up button, it's kind of like a 50-50 shot of whether the character's going <laughs> to jump or not. And yep. Super Butoden 1 is kind of like that. So the jump yes, to very. 2 was incredible. 3 gets a little more flashy. You get some effects on the attacks. That looks great. Mm. But like you said, you know the roster's not necessarily as robust. It yeah. 3 doesn't have a story mode. Like yeah. that, That's kind of a ding for it. There, there's some replayability with 2, being able to check out those different branches, that kind of stuff. I, I guess I'll close out Super Retardant 2 by saying um, up X, down B, L, Y, R, A. <laughs> Bird into your brain. Forever. That takes us, we only have two left on the top list. Um, so my number two choice of a Dragon Ball video game, uh, th this has to be up here, 2018. fighters this is your number two this is my number two oh, choice man okay well hey number two's number two's good spot for it so this God. is an interesting choice because you were actually here for our early coverage on the podcast of dragon ball fighters so. <laughs> man i don't think we'd like touched base much since then uh but yeah, you give them the recap. I mean, this game has expanded so much since then, hasn't it? Yeah. So oh, Dragon yeah. Ball Fighters was definitely, you know, I wasn't into the, do, do the kids call it the Blaz Blue? I believe is how you actually pronounce that, perhaps? Blues Blue. Blue yeah. The, the Blues Blue. I did play a little <laughs> bit of that first game on 360. I, I really didn't get into a lot of the later arcs of stuff. I played the first Guilty Gear on PlayStation. And that was about it. <laughs> that's so funny. That's that's your only reference for Guilty Gear. Yeah, yeah. Was that the original game? So, but but I knew what Arxis was about and what they were doing, yeah. and I was so into their aesthetic and love seeing like how that was continuing to evolve. So to see this get announced, and like we always wanted the Capcom fighting game. We wanted our mm -hmm. version of the versus game with Dragon Ball, and we got that. We got that literal exact thing where we got yep. the tag team fighting the the. the 
the party based 2D, yeah. but actually 3D, incredible animation. Like the we we talked about things like Ultimate Butoden, where the attention to detail was the charm and, and getting as much yeah. as they could out of that system and those character models and the storytelling. Uh, we talked about the real legends where they're experimenting with these this new visual style. We can do rotation on sprites and, and levels and new game mechanics. Yeah. We come all the way here to fighters with an established developer that knows exactly what they want to do. And then they, they're given this license and kind of like, given basically a free check, just go yep. make an awesome game. And when we, I mean, the first visuals we got of this stuff, I mean, it was just like standing ovation kind of, here we go. Yeah. We were so we excited. We finally got the game we wanted <laughs> and, <laughs> like and for so long. It, it's important to talk about like where 2017 was with Fighters. Yeah, we had the Xenoverse series already by that point. And that was... Yeah, they were doing new stuff with storytelling with that series, but it was still an arena-based fighter. And I, I think a lot of people don't remember the Raging Blast era where those games were like tanking year over year. And it yeah. took Xenoverse to kind of like reinvigorate to get like any sales of Dragon Ball video games. Like they were in the dumpster before yep. the Xenoverse era. So Xenoverse really reinvigorated like the Dragon Ball license for video games again. And for for them to kind of do the PS2 era again, where it was like, okay, now we have this game. Now we can do this type of game. And it was kind of, it was like reliving the super DBZ era where, okay, we're getting real. a real fighting game first and foremost, but also is like slavishly, a, just unbelievable looking. Yeah. Like you, you know, same thing of a super DBZ fighting game first, dragon ball game second, but to an even further degree, this is such a Dragon Ball game. They are deforming meshes to get angles to, to like recreate right. all these shots and like get like because they are Arxis, they are they are masters at the like stuff they do with vertices on a 3D model. Uh you should watch the G uh the uh, GDC talks if you haven't, if you're interested yeah, in that kind of thing yeah. at all. They they have like talks about like how they do this stuff and they use examples from fighters and things, and you can see like, you know all of the behind, like, let's take the camera out of fighters to see what it looks like and stuff. There's so much effort put into this to make it look the way it does and to capture these iconic scenes, these iconic shots to make everything look so close to, like, I don't even know, like, what I, like, anime, manga style with that they capture with everything. It's just very, like, cartoonishly cel-shaded, uh... And wonderfully bright and expressive, like everything breathes this life into it. Every hit has such a satisfying, like, crunch to it. Mm -hmm. e everything about this game is top to bottom, like, execution, fantastic. I, I have like a thousand hours in this game. I, I, <laughs> I, I've entered in a couple tournaments. I, I, I did play this like a real sweaty, try-hard FGC gamer for, for a while. This is a real fighting game. Uh, and I'm so excited that we're getting rollback netcode. Yeah, no, right, and right. We're getting the, a new balance patch because I fucking hate Labcoat 21. Uh, <laughs> but, but even then, after all that, we have we got Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, and that's all I needed. I just needed a Super Saiyan 4 in the game, and I was going to be happy. Uh, and, like, every single character, like, to what Super DBZ, characters play different. Yeah. In Fighters, they kind of have the auto-combo thing. People <laughs> don't really like that about, like, some diehard FGC people hate that. They're just like, it makes characters feel the same, or you just mash square, and it's, like, the good option. That is the case in Fighters. Mashing square is probably the right answer in a lot of circumstances, because your auto-combos 
auto target. So if somebody <laughs> teleports behind you, if you keep mashing square, you're going to snap over there and hit them with whatever you're doing. Um, but that helps it play for the casuals. And that helped it, I think, really capture those people that I think wanted something like this since Budokai. Like they haven't had anything since then. This was able to satisfy the Budokai fans who are like, I'm here for the cool cutscenes and all like the fun little interactions and everything. That story mode has so many goofy interactions. People have farmed the for all story these, mode all is these things. So slow and boring though. I hate it as well. I don't think I ever <laughs> finished it. <laughs> I didn't either, but there's a ton of people who love it. And but I'm it has one. It's got a story mode. They have it and they love it. I spent a thousand hours in training mode and hundreds more online and uh, I don't regret any of it. This game is, I think, the best mechanically when I press square, the thing happens within four frames video game yeah. of uh, yeah, that yeah. Dragon Ball has ever had. Yeah, It's uh, just such a great actual fighting game and I can't believe that we got it. Like, it still feels like even now, like I haven't played it as much lately, but um, I see like, you know, I, I watched the, I watched the tournament footage. We just had like, you know, the big, uh, we had the big tournament just recently. Uh, have a great time. It's always good. It's always hype. And it's uh, amazing that I was able to like carve out the, Hey, Dragon Ball fans. You want to see the cool Dragon Ball stuff? Yeah. Hey, fighting game fans. You want to try a cool fighting game? Cause I am right in the middle of mm -hmm. that Venn diagram. Like I know you are. And, uh, this one, I think, finally delivered what we've been wanting for so long and it's uh i'm just so glad it exists it's i knew it would be up here but uh yeah, yeah. hey it's up here for a reason it's really damn good so it, it came out years ago at this point and this is yeah. a, alongside xenoverse this has been like their long-term support game we, we ended up yeah. having what three seasons of characters plus plus a bonus they're like um here's 21 i don't know yeah, they're, all they're, they're still playing it okay here you go <laughs> we have this model already i just whatever make her the best character oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah she can hit on otg don't worry about it <laughs> uh this game is like regularly nine dollars the base game and yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you're gonna look at that and go oh but i gotta buy all the dlc like but we paid 60 when it came out and it was a robust mm -hmm. experience at that time um Absolutely. and i mean i honestly i think i bought all of the season passes on sale before they were complete like this game is regularly extremely cheap all yep. the time um so it's it's a great entry point into fighting games it's a great entry point into yeah. kind of like using a game as a platform for future content there's so many characters in the game now yes it's yeah. a, an important thing to say that a lot of them are goku or goku adjacent yeah. sure that's fine i understand that but they all play different. They that's do. What matters. They do. <laughs> they all play different. I, I I remember the first time I played this game was at Anime Expo. It must have been 2017. Um, they had only recently announced it. They were showing it off uh, the Xbox version, which is strange. They were. This is the time that they were. The Microsoft was paying for like the the promo exclusivity, like this and Jump Force. They were always yeah, running yeah. them on Xboxes. Yeah, because Sony got Street Fighter, so they were trying to like get anything they could. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was really fun to be able to like play it from early, and then the the early betas that they did on the systems as well yeah. for players leading up to the release. This game is a recent enough one that I, I don't know that it's really necessary for us to go too much more in depth about it. You've almost certainly played it. This game has sold yeah. millions upon millions of copies. I think if you're a, a fan listening to a podcast in 2023, you've yeah, probably you played, played <laughs> Fighters. Um, yeah. Important. The game is called Dragon Ball Fighters. It is not Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Fighter Z. We have... A couple options here, Karen. Well, we have a couple options for what number one could be, but we also have a couple options on how we could approach 
how we do this. I, as I mentioned earlier, oh, okay. we definitely have, I, I want to go through some of our honorable mentions, but I feel like going into honorable mentions gives away what number one might be. And I don't want to give it away that way. I want to just go into it. Sure. I'm down. So I, me, Mike, Vegito EX, hereby declare in the year of our Dende 2023 that the best uh, Dragon Ball video game from 2016 is Dragon Ball Fusions. Mike, you're my favorite. This is why. <laughs> Fusions is so good. Please tell the people why Fusions is so good. Charm? Oozing? Like, yeah. charm. This is just like vomiting Everything charm this game. all yeah. over it. Um, Tekka and Peenich are just the most adorable, fun characters so <laughs> that lovable. we've had so in so long. Um, before Dragon Ball Heroes decided to do a space-time tournament with everyone from all over the map and the <laughs> globe and time, uh-huh. Dragon Ball Fusions was doing it and meshing all the worlds together and just, th- this is your Dragon Ball, not Xenoverse, this is your Dragon Ball Multiverse, the video game. Yep. Um, but it's just so fun. Like, the characters know that they're having fun okay. at the yep. same time. Um, so, I mean, it's an original story with a bunch of, little boys doing their own thing and they get sucked into this dragon world but also depending on what you choose they might be science they might be aliens whatever mm-hmm. and all the dragon and it's all the kid characters that form this group that go off on this adventure like this it it feels like a makafushiki daiboken more than like <laughs> any other game like it, it truly Extremely, is this yeah. grand mystical adventure and you're meeting all yeah. these characters and the characters are doing their own weird what if things along at the same time mm-hmm. like ex gogeta is absolutely incredible yes. when you get to that point in the game yes. like the game knows it's having fun so mm-hmm. dragon ball fusions is a turn-based pinball Billiards. rpg <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i don't uh, oh there's like another um monster strike is a phone game that's like the closest thing i can think sure. of to yeah, like yeah. compare it to that's like that's probably like the closest modern one i can think of but yeah you like they're like kind of like you can think about them like billiard balls and you like can pull them back and charge them up and you shoot them at other people and they'll like knock around and hit other dudes and depending on they could knock them into your opponents who then hit them back and you get like fun little ricochet combos and like all this stuff. Like it, it's system is so top to top to bottom fun that really accompanies. It's like childish presentation. Yeah. It's, it's very whimsical. It's very, uh, it's very laid back and very, uh, but it's very meaty in the game feel. Like it, it is like when you get those big hits, it's like, duh, duh, duh. Yeah, like yeah. it feels so fantastic to get like, to get like such the big moments off in it's in its battle system that, I feel like sometimes the battles can go a little long. They do. But I, ne- but I never notice it yeah. because I'm having a great time. Like when I was like hunting the little portals, trying to get yes. everybody, <laughs> I started noticing it. But like throughout like the, just, just the main story stuff, the stuff that yeah, you yeah. have to do to like go through it. It's so good. What a, what a great game. Perfect pick for one. <laughs> if you're trying to re- recruit the characters and you're like building up that meter so you can do the EX move, whatever it is mm-hmm. to knock them out while using that move. Like, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. take a while. But if you're just playing the game, you kind of cruise right through that stuff. Also, the flight was like 
amazing to do that on the 3ds like the just the way you like maneuver around the world and yeah, stuff, yeah, and, yeah. Like, looking around for like oh shit is that like cyber king up there hold on <laughs> like let me fly over to him like it had such a fun uh presentation and the way it like the way it's just structured is so uh interesting and fun it doesn't it doesn't try to do more like xenoverse tries to be monster hunter and budokai yeah. and all these other things uh-huh. and a hero's light and blah, 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 like whatever the fuck it tries to do. Fusions is like so laser focused. Yeah, this is what, what we're is. doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that is absolutely to its benefit. I still, I hear people constantly bring up to me, man, where's Fusions 2? I want Fusions 2, Kieran. And I'm like, I know. I feel you. Yeah. Fusions is incredible. And I feel like there's a lot of people, like everybody who's played it is so evangelical. About yeah, it. yeah. They love it. Like they will tell you that. Excuse like, me, oh, sir. Have you heard the good word about fusions? Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard the best Dragon Ball game? No, I'm not talking about uh, other ones. You might we might talk about in a second. Uh, <laughs> I want to tell you about how good it is to hit Selza with uh, my <laughs> five man fused Omega uh, Saiyan. Well, th- that's the, that's the thing about this game. Everyone's like, "Well, wouldn't it be cool if so and so fused with so and so?" Like some of that is in here, and yeah. so you get these like wild fusions that you've always wanted, and we get Gohonks like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But also they do their own, like you mentioned, Cell and Frieza fused together. Um, but they also know the history of the series. So we got Gotan again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goku and Mr. Satan. We got Piririn in yep. his original Toriyama design. In the, yeah, in the original. And the new complete. EX version as well. Like they knew yeah. their history of the series. Like not just this is Dragon Ball, but like we know that one page from that one weekly jump. And we're gonna do that. <laughs> like, that was the level of detail. Um, but I yeah. just the the world as well. Uh, I remember talking about this at the time. Like I saw more artistry in 240p in this game than what I was seeing on the home Absolutely. consoles at that time. Like yep. they they knew what platform they were working on and how to get the most out of it. It's so colorful. It's so bold. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love about as you go up like the different uh, levels, the, zones, the steps, the zones, the, uh, yeah. and then like someone would come down and you get a little shadows like, oh yeah. shit, it's Mira and Toa. <laughs> yeah. and, like, so they start introducing like all the expanded universe stuff too. Mm-hmm. And then you get the Dragon Ball Super characters being pulled in at the end as yeah. well. So you, it's late enough in the Dragon Ball lifespan that you do have Super in there, but then you also get like the, the Xenoverse, the the online arrow with the Mira and the Toa. Yep. Um, you get all your Broly stuff in there. Yep. Um, my perhaps favorite character is the robot Goku who speaks entirely in katakana because he's a robot. (laughs) Dragon Ball Fusions is, you know, I mentioned earlier how I played Budokai 3 originally on the American PS2, then again on the Japanese PS2. Fusions is a game that initially came out in Japan and we didn't know if this game was going to get localized. So I bought the Japanese version. I... And that may have been the time that I had Julian get me the Japanese 3DS. It might have been for Heroes as well. It was probably around Ultimate Mission 2, probably. I think that was the first one I got. Um, but So I was able to play Fusions on release in Japanese, not knowing if we were ever going to get it. Being on Twitter, like constantly posting my screenshots, like, you guys, you have to play this game. You have, you have to, to see these Fusions. You have to see this crazy stuff. Played yeah. through the entire thing in Japanese. Game comes out in America. Play through the entire game again in English. Play through the game 
again entirely in Japanese <laughs> because it's such a good game and I'm taking screenshots for her site and wiki stuff and all that stuff, you know. And this why I got custom firmware so I can take actual pings yeah. from the game instead of like the Nintendo Miiverse stuff. Um, but I, like I just adore the world of Dragon Ball Fusions, yeah. the care and the love and the aesthetic and the sound. I have to talk about the soundtrack more oh, yeah. so even than the Fokikuchi tracks in Kakarot. The music in Dragon Ball Fusions evokes the Shinsuke Kikuchi score more so than any other Dragon Ball game I've played. And I think that contributes yeah. even more so than Sparking that literally uses the Kikuchi music. And I, I think that contributes to it feeling like a real living Dragon World more than any other game. I think you see this with like superhero releasing and like in contrast to like Broly and stuff. There's there's like kind of a schism in Dragon Ball tone like tone wise when it comes to like super like crazy action balls to the wall super serious uh i'm avenging my planet yeah, or whatever yeah. and then there's hey pan needs to get picked up from daycare piccolo can you go do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and, and that's then, dragon ball fusions that's that's fusions exactly like fusions leans so hard into that direction which i think like at that time when it was released we were starved for yes, like it yeah, feels yeah. like that that wasn't really like satisfied there i think I think Kakarot, we could talk about Kakarot later. Kakarot kind of gets it like in parts, but I think Fusions really nails the uh just the the fun thing. Like the reason that I think a lot of us like I think some people in in America came to Dragon Ball because they saw Z, they saw the big fights and da-da-da. But if you're still into it now, <laughs> it's because of that in my mind. Like you're here for like that, like Toriyama levity, the tone, yeah, the charm. Yeah. And this one, I think maybe st- I think Ultimate Batoden is probably the only other one that comes close to like I think the tone this kind of tries to go for. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, this this game is fantastic. I love fusions. If for some reason you haven't tried fusions, I did the same thing you did. I played this in Japanese because I didn't know if we were gonna get it. I did yeah. the same thing. Played it again, still good another time. It's fantastic. I love fusions top to bottom. Easily one of the best Dragon Ball games. All right. So, Kieran, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to recap for those of you just joining us, which would be strange because it's a downloaded podcast, um, my top 10 Dragon Ball games. And then we're going to do some honorable mentions. So here we go. 10 to 1. Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Science. Number nine, Dragon Ball Kai Ultimate Butoden. Number eight, Dragon Ball Z Hyper Dimension. Number seven, Dragon Ball Z 3, Budokai 3. Number six, Super Dragon Ball Z. Number five, The Real Legends, Idai Naru Dragon Ball Number four, Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission X. Number three, Super Butoden 2. Number two, Dragon Ball Fighters. Number one, Dragon Ball Fusions. Uh, they are storming down the door. They are very upset that I did not mention a couple games. Please don't kill me. I hear them outside. They're chanting for your head. All right. <sighs> yeah, you know what? Nothing's changed since 1998. They're cheering for the head <laughs> of Vegito EX. Um, <laughs> Kieran, I'd love to do a couple honorable mentions, runner-ups from each of us. Um, sure. Please. You got to mention one of these games that people are trying to kill me over. Okay. Well, you didn't say it, so I'm going to say it. I think that Tenkaichi 3 is amazing. Is, Sparking, is there a ban uh, button on Discord? Um, <laughs> no. Listen, okay. You have to hear me out. All right. Hear me out. I swear. I swear. All right. Sparking Meteor. Okay. Tenkaichi. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember right. Sparking Meteor. Sure, that was the game. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. So, uh, Dragon Ball Sparking Meteor. Um, <laughs> this, this game, uh, I feel like 
you know, we we briefly touched on it with um Legends and Batoden 2 and things like that. This uh this game is the when I think of what to tell people what this game is, oh, it, it's the Dragon Ball action figure simulator. Yeah, yeah you yeah. just it's that that's all it is. Like it and literally in gameplay sense, it is also that. Like you're just you're slamming them together, you're just hitting buttons and uh there is some depth to it, but like not not a ton. Like, yeah, there's kind of like an air quotes scene. Uh, but if you watch a lot of it, it's like kind of the same-ish gameplay and just certain people have broken moves or whatever, just right. spam yeah, those yeah. and stuff, blah, blah, blah. But all of that said, top to bottom, I can have a Raleigh fight General Blue in Penguin Village. But can you fuse a Raleigh with Toa? No. So that's why it's not number one. Okay. <laughs> I, I I do think uh, the the announcement of um of them invoking the name awaking the sleeping dragon as it were uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people who yeah, yeah. have the same fondness for this the uh, a lot of fan art already coming out of like I saw uh you know people like remembering spinning the sticks burning their hands mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. everything with the little everything it was just okay mash circle or spin your stick every time you're like rushing in and doing stuff but uh. The stage variety is immense. The destructibility of the stages is like still incredible at the PS2 level. Uh, the variety of the characters. I can play as Harutagarn. Let me play as Harutagarn. Let me play as Big Janemba. That's what I want from whatever they do in the future. They're they're probably not going to do it, but I'm going to sit here and hope <laughs> that they do it. I hope they stay silly and like Mike. Yeah, yeah. How can you hate it? I, <laughs> it has a pool. Did okay? I say I hate the game? So were it were it not for a couple other games, this probably would have slipped into the top ten. It's a top fifteen for me. Again, I sure. I bought my Japanese PS2 to play these games in Japanese with the Japanese score. Like that was important to me at the time. I understand and respect and acknowledge its place not only in Dragon Ball gaming history but in like the larger Dragon Ball fandom. I get. Yeah that same thing out of it where it's the action figure game i don't want to play it more than i want to play any other game on my top 10 though like i legitimately would rather play super butoden 2 than i would want to play sparking meteor and that's just who i am that's the nice thing about personal choices and opinions is it's like an ass everyone has one they're it's like is that they're wrong and we need to (laughs) make a big deal out of it we gotta (laughs) I feel it, I feel you though I feel you. Would it make you all feel better if it was number eleven? Like it's probably number eleven. It's or twelve. I, I, I think I think they'll take that. I'm get, I'm getting word. They'll, okay. they'll, they'll take it. <laughs> all right, call them off. I'll I'll, I'll be the emissary. <laughs> all right. Um, I actually have three honorable mentions. So we'll we'll see how many you want to throw in. This is the kind of thing where Dragon Ball actually has been around for so many decades that. You know, we had a top 10 and we have multiple honorable mentions that still leaves out like 30 or 40 Dragon Ball games that we didn't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my first honorable mention, you want to talk about a mic choice. Karen, this is um, hey. Dragon Ball Z 2 <laughs> that I'm holding up the cart for. Dragon Ball Z 2 Gekishin Frieza for the Nintendo I, Famicom. My copy is on my shelf over there. All I right. feel you. Good. <laughs> um, not in my top 15 it's probably in the top 20 but the reason why i want to mention it is that the 
prior to Dragon Ball Heroes, when you thought about card-based Dragon Ball games, you thought about the Famicom games. Um, yep. Maybe if you're you know, of the American younger age, you think about Legendary Super Warriors on Game Boy Color. But of, of like this era of Dragon Ball games, they all use cards to choose your attack and your items and all that kind of thing. Um, and, and I think Gekushin Frieza was the like the best of the bunch and we had a million of them from yeah. um the the piccolo game which i i think was the second famicom game why am i playing daimo fukatsu um then to yeah. dragon ball 3 then to um the cyan game um then to this one yep. and then we still had more we had dragon ball z3 resen jinso nigen um infamously incomplete game that gets up to i think second form cell and they were caught up to the manga so what do we do kind of <laughs> game so yeah uh, and then we got plan to eradicate the science which you know definitely deserves yep. a larger discussion not in my top 20 uh, well you know what maybe probably in my top 20 i could see it if, if in you there. include the famicom game plus the playdia games at the same time like as a multimedia blitz kind of thing and it's yeah. probably in my top 20. Um, Gekishin Frieza, I think, you know, it was just another one. It was just the one for that year. I think it has some banger tunes in it. I mm-hmm. like some of its side stuff, like when Goku stops at Kanasa along the way and learns about what was going on. Like, there's some cool little stuff in this game um, that I, I just want to bring to light that there was a rich history of Dragon Ball games before a lot of people realize. Um, and of course yeah. I've mentioned hyperdimension. I've mentioned super Boothood, and you've probably heard about those. I don't think a lot of people talk about the Famicom era of games because they are so obtuse and they're these cards and you're moving along a map and it's not, it's not a fighting game and it's not really yeah. an RPG, but it's kind of an RPG. Um, a lot of people just skip over them naturally. So they're older games. They're antiquated. Give Gekichin Frieza a try. I think it, I think it has a fan translation. I'm pretty sure there's a somewhat more recent one that actually yeah, like, yeah, does like, like the real recently, thing. I'm pretty yeah. sure like within the past like five years, I believe it got one. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, check, check it that out. out. Karen, you got any others? I have two okay. more honorable, one and a half oh, honorable mentions. I mean, I could, I could go to the, I mean, we could just name every game, but, but yeah, yeah. But just narrowing it down. Let me ask you uh, one more question. Am I limited to Dragon Ball specifically? Cause I, I can play either way. I, I know how much you want to talk about Jump Force. <laughs> Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, I love Jump Force. <laughs> how, uh, uh, where do you want to go with this? Floor's open, man. What do you want to say? Okay. Well, just because I think, I think because this one is still mostly in my mind, you, you already name dropped it. So I want to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, it's Battle Stadium D-O-N. Yes. Dragon Ball is in the name. I still like, it has one piece of Naruto, but I think still it's a Dragon Ball platform fighter that just happens to have you know, Naruto and Luffy show up. Well, the bosses are um, the Dragon Ball bosses, so yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's 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 Cell and Boo. Like, they they really lean into the Dragon Ballness for that game. So, I think this one could sneak in on a technicality. I think so, too. But, I, uh, I would, I'm going to allow it. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right. Um, Battle Stadium D.O.N. was one of the first games I imported myself. Uh, this was going through, like, internet. Uh, I was able to go, like, oh, Play Asia has a copy on sure. here. Sure, yeah. Yep. Let's go grab that. Uh, and then, you know, I got swap magic for my PS2. I'm the coolest kid in town <laughs> when I show up and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, we're playing Smash Brothers Melee. Did you guys know that they have one with Naruto and Goku? And everybody stops and they're like, what are you talking about? 
well, let me show you. And I bring over my big, bulky PS2, and I have to do the little wacky goofball thing and get it in there and everything. And so many nights of my uh, early high school years were made by getting together and playing this honestly janky piece of shit. But <laughs> I still think the uh, the sounds in the game... The uh, variety and weird choices of like what items are, the stages of the game, uh, the goofy narrator (laughs) of so many little weird, quirky touches in this game, I think really help. It has this also like it's kind of like coin battle. You're like there's a big tug of war meter at the bottom. Like to like to us, we know Battle Stadium D.O.N., but I think a lot of people who maybe weren't into the scene back then, like I think people who even grew up on Budokai have no clue this game exists or even what this is. Uh, And I feel like I'm not going to say you're missing out on a ton, but if you can find a way to get some friends together uh, and play this, it is a phenomenal party fun time. I guarantee you'll get at least an hour out of it. Uh, When you see it, like I always go back to it and I forget that's right. Cells in this game. Uh Oh yeah. And rock Lee's here and Gara. What? That's a weird pick. (laughs) It's like, it's very fun seeing how uh how much love I think they gave uh Dragon Ball in this one too to keep it Dragon Ball-y. Like you have uh you have Baba floating on the world tournament stage. So the game isn't over when you hit the edge of the of the you know the grass on the tournament. She just zaps you <laughs> and then you go back on. There's a lot of like very tiny little things. Uh, there's a West City map that's also very well fleshed out. Uh there's a lot of fun um Dragon Ball love to it. All the Dragon Ball characters can fly in that game, so they're just kind of inherently broken. Uh, <laughs> but uh it's very very fun, very silly. Uh fun fact, you can char if you make Goku big like you know the mushroom in Smash, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get Goku uh Super Saiyan where he has like 3 quarters of the bar and you do spirit bomb uh and you charge it up all the way uh, and you have four players on I think Luffy's cruise, there's a small chance the game can crash. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Bowser D.O. Ed, love it. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh it's got a little bit of a black stain for using the eye in Frieza. Um That's right, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Um I gotta mention the opening theme, Don't Give Up, performed by Hironobu Kageyama and Hiroshi right, Hitadani. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. oddly no Naruto singer, but I guess Naruto didn't really have like this is my vocalist. It was just Yeah, not really. I mean, the answer to that Asian, is Asian Kung Fu and Flow. They could have get get them to show up. Anyway. Yeah, that oh, that opening's great too. Great song. Yep. It's fun. Good stuff. Um, all right, so I have one and a half honorable mentions to go. Uh, okay. I got to mention Advanced Adventure, and the, the reason why this Ooh, yeah, probably yeah. isn't in my top 10 is that I never finished it. Um, it came at an odd time. You didn't? Okay. Where it, it was very late in the GBA lifespan. It's a beautiful game. It's a great playing game. I know everyone loves it. I enjoyed my time with it. I just got to get back to it. So this is like an unfinished kind of honorable mention here for me. Yeah, Advanced Adventure is fantastic. Its versus mode is actually surprising robust yeah like there's that game has a lot of really really good uh good like back and forth uh for the limited buttons of the gba compared to taiketsu or advanced adventure versus mode it's like right it's night and day uh yeah advanced adventure is a great time amazing sprite work too great feel for everything definitely uh i think if i'm gonna have to pick another one that you didn't go with do i say it I feel like I, this is like it's the meme. Everybody knows me as the Battle of Z guy, uh, but I'm not about here to say that like it's a. Okay, I'm not listen, listen. All right. <laughs> Look, you and <laughs> I had you and I had, we had a good time with that game. 
<laughs> Battle of Z, I think, just is misunderstood, okay? I just think, I've talked about this so many times, I just think people don't know what it is. Everything that I said about D.O.N., if you, I don't even know how you would do this now, with all the PS3 everything, I don't know if they have some backwards compatibility stuff, I haven't figured out, I haven't touched it since then, but... The, uh, the nights that I had going through that story mode with four players, yeah. uh, they haven't done a game like that. Like, Xenoverse kind of does that thing, but uh, it's definitely more so focused on, um, like, the grind, where I think Battle of Z did have, like, kind of grindy stuff with the cards, but the synchronized experience of getting everybody in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm punching Nappa. All right, I knocked the Cyberman down. You come fly over. All right, I'm punching Nappa. Hey, what are you doing? Come over here. What are you doing? Get over here. Oh, everybody's raise, raise, please. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah. It's a a very interesting, fun, dynamic, team-based experience that I don't think they've recaptured since then. It's a bit of a black sheep. I don't think it, I wouldn't push for it to be in anybody's top 10 specifically. Yeah. But let it be known that Battle of Z, I see you. I love you. Uh, <laughs> Goku, Goku dressed up as Naruto. Pretty silly. That was something. It's not going to be an honorable mention for me, but it would be in the top 20 in Xenoverse 2. Like, it's... Xenoverse 2 is good. I just don't have anything to say about it. it. Everyone knows what it is. And, and again, that's also $5 <laughs> yeah, constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the time. My actual last honorable mention, something that I have talked about extensively on the show, is not Kakarot. It is the Trunks DLC for Kakarot. <laughs> yeah, the Trunks DLC specifically. <laughs> um, recently on the show, you have heard about Kakarot and its DLC. We did a review of the Trunks DLC. You've heard everything I need to say about it. Uh, I think it's actually worth purchasing Kakarot and ignoring the main story to then buy the Trunks DLC and play that instead. I think by the time this releases, it will still be on sale. Hopefully. Uh, on Steam. So if you haven't, uh, you should check it out. Um, I'm going to give you the last word here for an honorable mention for Dragon Ball games. There are so many things we haven't talked about, but again, Dragon Ball is so historically extensive that we could just name every game. It would take us another two hours. We're not going to do that. But is there something we're like, I can't believe we didn't mention that. Or you want to do a contrarian pick again? That like, go for it. No, no. I think I got, I think I got the one. Um, let's TV play, uh, Kamehameha, uh, Oreto Fusion. Um, I, we have a pen pal in Japan. Uh-huh. I, uh, I mailed her to go, Hey, I heard about this. I need to get it. How can you get it to me? <laughs> <laughs> so, whole rigmarole yep, yep. to do this, like just to get her to send it to, uh, send it to us. Uh, I was again, this was the, I was kind of, my party trick was showing up with weird import games. Uh, so whenever That's we a good got party together trick. with her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, that game, I think, if you've played uh, DBZ Connect, you remember that one? I sure do. Uh, you remember playing, uh, did you play the Wii version of Tenkaichi 2 or 3? Those I did not, know. Uh, well, all of them suck <laughs> in compare, co- I'm seriously, compared to the responsiveness of this stupid ass plug and play game that has more reception uh, to like where your hands are on a screen than any other motion control thing I've ever played. If you want to feel like you're actually punt, like they just released that uh, Hokuto no Ken uh, yeah, yeah. fitness, the fitness game one. on yeah, Switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there and my dumb ass is thinking, okay, where's Let's TV Play, but with the little Switch Joy-Cons. <laughs> because Amazing. N- nothing has given me that experience since then. I literally still have it. I want to bust it out for some little goofball video or something because nobody knows about it. Uh, 
it's still on eBay. There's some floating around on eBay. I think for like a hundred bucks. Uh, I don't know if I'd recommend right, it for I'm going. dollars, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's just one that I have a particularly fond memory for, uh, that I think maybe only I do, but, uh, it's a very fun game. I think it's a really good time, even though it's a little jank. That's awesome. Well, that, that's a tour through a lot of Dragon Ball gaming history. Uh, if we didn't mention your favorite game, well, that's because I hate it. It's no, that's not because true. Because it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's you got it, Mike. You just have to accept it. I got to commit to you the are, bit. You are, yeah, you're just public enemy number one, and you hate everything they like. That's true. That's true. It's not true <laughs> at all. Uh, I I could probably have something positive to say about all of the games, like even going back to Mystery Shenlong, Dragon Power. You know, it's, it's got some for sure. Got some good little ditties in it. It's fine. It's got it's Karelian, got little, like it's quirky, it's something. I, I would love to read some other top 10 lists. It's so funny. When I put up the, again, this started as me just throwing up some photos on Twitter and, and just being Mike and being like, these are my top five and this is objectively the correct list and I am not taking any questions. And immediately people are like, <laughs> where's blank? Where's blank? Everyone's where's asking blank? where Budokai Tenkaichi is. Um, I didn't respond because I was like, I think this would just be a fun discussion. You can like hear a little behind the scenes on my thought process for this and how things have changed over time. Like the last couple of years, we've been blessed with fighters and fusions. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you know, even if those games are already five, six, seven years old, those are still like the new games considering how long tail a lot of this stuff is. Um, yeah. So I look forward to the future of Dragon Ball games. I think this last generation really proved that we can do some amazing stuff. Um, give, it, give it to the right developers. They're going to care about it and give us like a genuine product um not that they didn't in the past but they kind of didn't in the past so here we are yeah all the new stuff has been pretty good even if i think like they're kind of long in the tooth like I, I i was listening to some of the uh you know other podcasts recently you you brought up breakers i yeah like i still think that game is fun like it is jank as hell uh maybe that's my actual honorable mention i think that game <laughs> yeah, right. is uh is actually like something that i haven't like discovered since like old like half-life source mods of like weird little <laughs> multiplayer experiences yeah, that you yeah. get but now we have a dragon ball license on it it's a it's fun see like i'm so happy that game exists and like it being so recent i i do feel i, I share your sentiment i feel good about the future of dragon ball games if they're going to take risks like that because they have the backbone of heroes and xenoverse and dokkan and legends funneling all the money they need to right. take a risk on something like this. I want to see them do that. Yeah, so yeah. here's hoping we get more goofy stuff and a fusions too. Fusions too. Karen, what's up? How are you? What you got? I'm doing great. I've been busy as heck. All right. Look, here, here's the thing. I am what thoroughly addicted to Marvel snap. Can you convince oh, me? You want this? Can you convince me to play your game? Oh man. Okay. So if you like Marvel Snap, then I think you'll dig at least like the core of what this is. This is a, uh, I'm working on a card game. I want to also have a video game version for it. So for now it's going to be like, it's going to be up on tabletop simulator. Probably by the end of the month, you'll be able to mess around with it and stuff like that on a computer. Um, I'll have all this ready. Uh, You can find, I'll plug my social stuff later, but the uh, impetus of the game is you take two like archetype factions, um, call them bonds, uh, I do have a name for it, but I'm waiting for a big reveal to talk about sure, it. Sure, okay. Uh, but you take two bonds and you put them together and you make like kind of a, like, if you're familiar with Marvel Snap, it has a very small deck size. Yeah. Uh, this game is kind of similar. It's like a 25 card deck uh, okay. that you add five extra token things to to make all fancy pants, two copies per. Take two bonds and they can be uh, crazy as you can imagine. I have one I have one based on uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Combine it with, uh, I do have one that is 
maybe loosely based on the uh, Dragon Ball, uh, <laughs> and you can combine those. Uh, now you can have a shonen protagonist on a skateboard shooting laser beams at your opponent who has uh, a demon inside of a giant robot. I am writing you a all... check right now. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's all very flavor first, um, but very easy to learn. I have I have tested this with people who have never played a card game, people who watched the Yu-Gi-Oh anime and were like, that sounds cool. Let's play the card game. This is complicated as hell. I hate all card games. No, you don't. They're just too complicated. Yeah. Very scaled back. A lot of goofball interactions. The cards do the heavy lifting. There's very s- slow, ru- uh, small rules. The cards do all the extra fun stuff. Uh, I have played literally every card game ever. I'm not exaggerating. If you can name it, I've played it. Uh, and I think this one is pretty darn cool. Uh, I'll be launching it on Kickstarter somewhere around June and July. Uh, I'm getting a bunch of art corralled from a bunch of talented artists right now. So uh, stay tuned to that. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I cut you off on some like video stuff earlier because I just oh, wanted to talk about the card game. So, <laughs> no, you're, you're so tell good. me all the other yeah. stuff. That's uh, I, I've um because uh, uh, I've now launched a new YouTube channel with my buddy Grant. We are currently right now uh, playing through Budokai, Tenkaichi 3, and every time we do a fight, we have to win it non-canon. Uh, so we just, we, Krillin just beat Garlic Jr. Goku didn't go Super Saiyan, because that game has the fun little thing yeah, where you get yeah. tiny little cutscenes based on uh, however you beat it, even if they're like a second long. There's, there's some funny little blurbs with stuff, so uh, we're going through and doing that right now. Uh, check it out at Good Times Zone. That's what we're playing. Kieran, I have not talked to you in so long. This has been so much fun. I appreciate I you taking the time. It's actually one of the longer podcasts I've done too. And I just feel like I can just keep going. So we got to do this again at some point in the near future. For sure. I need to also, I didn't get a chance at the intro. I think the last time I was on, or like maybe it was like one of the first ones I did. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned to you just to make you feel old. I was like, oh yeah, I listened to the Dizex podcast on the bus to middle school. And, uh, you know, I was, then I was like, oh, old man, Mike and stuff. Since then, I have had people come up to me and tell me, I watched your videos on YouTube when I was in middle school. And I want to say, Mike, I'm sorry. This is a formal <laughs> apology. Uh, age comes for us all. <laughs> and I was uh, but a but a little a little brat and uh I'm sorry. No, I I, I, I think that's fun. I love hearing those stories. <laughs> I, I think it's, I it's cool that there are people that like are in it for the long term and just yeah. love doing the things that they love doing. And I can see in your face that you're one of those people. So, you know, more power oh, to thanks. you. Thanks. Same to you. I, I haven't like caught up with a bunch of Dragon Ball stuff in a second, but I've always been connected always been interested i knew we were doing this today so i binge listened to a bunch of them to make sure oh god make sure i had the intro down and everything <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a great time i i love coming on here and it's honestly it's a, like a, a childhood dream come true because i listened to it so much and it was a uh, always something i wanted to do so thanks for having me back oh thanks man this was episode 499 of this podcast. We should have crossed oh, this God. threshold a long time ago, but as you said, time comes for us all. Things have been wild in my life in a great way. It's just, you know, my, my free time is not necessarily, I consider this my free time. You know, Consensu remains yep. a hobby for all of us here. So I do what I do when I can do it. Um, but if this is 499, that means the next episode is 500. I haven't started working on it and I need to get to work <laughs> because I have a plan for it. <laughs> Ooh, yay, good. So, I'm looking forward to it. I, That's I awesome. I don't want to tease what it is, but it's going to take a lot of work, so I don't know when it's going to be, but 
that next episode is 500. So take all the time, man. That's a huge milestone. 500 of these. That's insane. it's more than that because I've done some specials here and there. But like the numbered episodes, that that is a milestone. So it, I, yeah, it'll, it's a chance to celebrate, and I think you deserve it. Yeah, thanks. Well, that's it. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I hope you had a good time running through Dragon Ball Gaming history with Karen and myself. My name is Mike. Uh, Karen, take us out. This has been Consensu uh, the podcast. Jikaimo uh, Tanashimini. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so we're in like a bad place with 3DS right now because the eShop is closing yeah. for, for any purchases at the end of this month. When it, is that this month? I think it's the 27th. So by the time this comes out, like you have a week. So the, the cart, oh. oh God, you can't get it on Amazon anymore right now. So if we look for wow. Dragon Ball Fusions on eBay, what do we get? I see a loose car for 50 bucks right now. So this is tough. So if you still yeah. have your 3DS, please dig it out, charge it. Get connected to the eShop. Um, oh, hold on. Can we just go to um, Nintendo Dragon Ball Fusions 3DS? Is it on their official site? You not even get it on Nintendo's own site anymore? So I want to see how much it is on the eShop. Oh, yeah. God, it's not even I'm showing some, up in a search for me. <laughs> I'm seeing some posts on Reddit saying Fusions was removed from the eShop. I don't like this one bit. Is that true? That's horrible. I'm doing a search on Nintendo.com. It's not coming up. Nintendo.co.uk has a listing that download version, European version. (gasps) This content is no longer available to purchase Nintendo eShop. This is terrible. What a tragedy. Oh, no. This is why preservation is important. I know. I mean, so this is the kind of thing where it's like, well... They've put you in a real tough spot. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've forced my hand. Well, as always, there are ways. <laughs>